It's an absolute pleasure today to have uh, Aaron on the podcast from Mental Health Muscle. Um, the subject we're going to sort of discuss today in these slightly challenging times, obviously with the COVID-19 outbreak or pandemic, whatever you want to call it, is tips for optimising your mental health during these challenging times for some people. Uh, so thank you very much for coming on this podcast, Aaron. Yeah, no problem at all, Charlie. I appreciate you having me, mate. It's uh, it's a it's, it's a, a life goal for me to be on a podcast with you, my man. So thank you very much for having me. Um, so yeah, just a quick synopsis about me, I suppose. Um, I kind of got two hats really. So my main hat, my career hat, is uh, I'm a community development manager in local authority down in Devon, uh, and a huge part of my work is looking after vulnerable people. So those that are struggling with uh, domestic violence, alcohol and drug issues. Um, behavioural issues with children at school, etc. Community dynamics, family dynamics, um, and underneath all of that is this huge underlying mental health um, pre- presence. Um, so uh, that's that's kind of what I do in my day-to-day job. Um, many people, on, particularly in the fitness industry, will know me from founding Mental Health Muscle, as you rightly said at the beginning there. So um, we ran that not-for-profit organisation for the last two and a half years. Um, I brought it to a close before Christmas just because of life circumstances, but never say never. We'll bring that back and we'll, and we'll be doing that in the future for sure. Um, but the movement and the legacy very much lives on. You know, It's about bringing together mental health support and mental health promotion through fitness, through exercise, um, and just giving people that outlet and that belonging and that empowerment to really maximise their mental well-being by using fitness and sport as a way to do that, really. So that's that's kind of a quick synopsis of me. <laughs> I think uh, one of the things you said there was interesting, like, and it's definitely a tool that I use to uh, alter my mood is the, I find I definitely, like at the moment, I wake up in a good mood and I get in a bit of a crap mood by mid-morning. So then that's why I, yeah. I purposely will go and train because then it completely clears my my mind and alters my mindset and then I'm in a good mood again. So um, for me, yeah. I'm very yeah. self-aware and I understand how to like manipulate myself. Uh, so I structure my day in that way accordingly. Um, do you find that fairly yeah. common? Yes, absolutely. Um, and I think we, it's even more prevalent at the moment because people aren't able to do that exact routine. Yeah, taking something away from them. Yeah, it's like I, I kind of felt working in the career that I do and kind of seeing online, etc. I was well aware that gyms were going to close before Friday. You know, I, I knew that was happening. I think a lot of us knew it was coming. But it wasn't only until that moment they announced it that for a lot of people, including myself, my anxiety went from manageable three, four to like seven and eight out of 10. Oh my God, I can't go to the gym. And it was that kind of realization and that, um, that, that legit moment that was like, God, I can't go anymore. I knew this was coming. So why have I not prepared myself for this moment? But here we are. I'm, I'm in a position now where I definitely can't go. What the hell do I do? Um, so the structure for a lot of people was removed and it wasn't, wasn't in anyone's control either, which is another thing that I'll talk about today. You know, things that are in our control and things that aren't in our control, you know, when things are in our control, we are the only ones that can maximize well with how we do those things and what we do with them. But when it's gone and it's taken from us, there's nothing you can do. So you need to very quickly find alternatives, which for a lot of people is, is a hard feat. I think it's, um, human nature as well the more you only want something more when it's taken away from you as well when you can't do it yeah 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 no absolutely it's um it is it is a funny one uh, and i suppose the that's where the prominence is on you know trying to utilize all the things that we do have access to 
and be grateful for the things that we do have within our within our four walls and within our kind of um, our lifestyle. What we can do to to replace those things that we can't at the moment do. Um, you know, a lot of people have really gone to the extremes to find stuff to lift a weight with, to throw around the garden. You know, I've seen videos of people doing all sorts of things to kind of implement that gym routine style thing, which is fantastic, you know, yet to time to really get creative. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm totally with you, Charlie. For me, the gym has been a sanctuary. It's been an escape for, for many years of my life. And since very early ages, at 14, 15, when I lost my best mate to suicide, you know, the gym and rugby at the time was my go-to escape. It was my only place that I could go to that I really found a, a belonging and a, and a place of, you know what, forget what's going on outside really? just for the moment and really focus in on that two hours in the gym or with a rugby ball in my hand with the boys and really, really forget about life's difficulties. Um, and when you haven't got that and all you've got is your four walls or a garden, if you're lucky, you know, things are different. Things become very different for a lot of people. Yeah, it's... Um... In particular, I think what's interesting now is like we're only, I don't know how many days, is it now seven or eight days into this? Um, yeah. I think like, the thing yeah, that seven, really seven, me is people's uh, headspace now more than ever, where they are being isolated and locked in a lot more on their own. Um, like that, and then also combined with people who are now not having the opportunity to have that release of going to the gym, you're almost like bottling up a, a bit of a storm in some respects. Yeah, 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 totally. Uh, and, and that will happen naturally, you know. Um, for a lot of people, the gym is like a, it's a release of it's a release of all that stress. But if you haven't got that place that you have been so used to and adapted to for so very long, and all of a sudden it disappears, where where is that stress and where is that where is that anxiety? Where is that mental mental build up going? You know, unfortunately for a lot of us, it's going to those that we live with, perhaps. Or it's not going anywhere and it continues to build up inside of us continually and continually. And instead of having small moments of anxiety bursts or small, small moments of low mood, it's building up, building up, building up into a massive outburst of low mood and anxiety and worry and stress. And, and that's kind of what's happening. Um, I know that's certainly my, my case uh, from a personal experience. You know, I've always had the gym every day to go and release that tiny little bit of load that tiny little bit of angst but when that's not there and it hasn't been for the last seven days um I'm, i find myself having two or three days off and then one day where i'm just really struggling and, and my anxiety's high i feel low mood i feel anxious i'm sweating i'm feeling a bit nauseous do you know what i mean um and i could manage that much better when i had the outlet there and the outlet now isn't okay. there so where we to do um, most of the time, yes, because I think for me, I have, because of my career and because of my experience and my knowledge around mental health, um, I'm, I'm able to recognize the things happening much sooner than your average Joe would. Um, so yes, I, I'd certainly notice myself when it's happening, but sometimes it is just too much, Charlie, that doesn't matter whether I've recognized it or not. There's just nothing I can do to stop that tiny little moment of like collapse you know um and there's nothing you can do about that sometimes you can see things coming but you just can't stop them and that's kind of the the, the situation with that um you just have to do your very best to manage it really mate 100 do you have any so like talking some tips how people can proactively try and deal with some of these challenges at the moment from 
anxiety to depression. Should we start going through some of your top tips for that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, mate. So the first thing is keeping a structure. You know, um, I mentioned this to you just before we started this. So keeping a structure, getting up in the morning, getting dressed, having breakfast as normal as you would before you go to work. Um, get dressed into a different set of clothes. Don't stay in your pyjamas all day. You know, this isn't a holiday and you don't want to be in holiday mode for all of isolation because that will just completely destroy any routine that you that you had before all of this started. Um, you know, uh, if you're working from home, which a lot of us are, create yourself a space somewhere. So don't work from your bed. Don't work from your living room with kids programs or a movie on in the background because that's not how you'd operate at work so set yourself out i love what you do with your podcast charlie where you are right now in the shed that's perfect you know you don't go in the shed to do anything other unless you're an avid gardener than do your podcasting and do your work and write your programs that's your space so you know that's mentally where your work and your most productive productivity i used to to really struggle with that because i used to just work on the dining table at home and it, it yeah cause arguments because I'd be in work mode wouldn't want to talk my wife would want to talk to me and end up biting the head off to be honest with you because I like I'm one of those people if I'm into something and trying to focus I can't be distracted or talk about something else I can only focus on one yeah, thing yeah I can totally relate mate and, I, and I'm in that position now with my wife you know we're both on the dining room table doing work um and it just doesn't work so I I try and scoot off somewhere ideally at the moment the last week it's been the car is the best place that I can just, yes, okay, it's not an office, but it's quiet. I've got my stuff in place. I can use a dashboard as a desk. You know what I mean? Just trying to use the best that we can to get that, to get that mental space that we all need for our work. You know, taking the breaks. So not working through your lunch break because you're at home and, and you're at home. So, so who cares? Like take a lunch break, take a proper lunch break, take a 15 minute morning break, take a half an hour, 45 break in the afternoon. Um, and kind of keep that routine very much in place. When you finish work, put your laptops in the drawer, put your laptops away, put everything you've been working on away and resort to that family, that personal, that social life that we all have when we get back from work. Cook dinner, you know, talk to your wife, talk to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, interact with your children, watch some television, you know, try and make that as normal as possible. This isn't a normal situation as we have all experienced over the last week. So try and make your life and your day-to-day routine as normal as possible. Um, You know, brush your teeth before you go to bed. The amount of people that stop doing those things, hygiene, combing their hair, showering, you know, having a bath. People just forget to do it because all of a sudden you're at home and who cares? No one's seeing me, no one's smelling me apart from my partner. But for you mentally, that's that's kind of knocking away at that routine that you've set yourself for for God knows how many years. So keep doing that and, and, and keep trying to keep on top of it. 100%. I think there's a lot of advice there. I think um, it's a slippery slope when you start not getting dressed properly at home and then you start yeah. getting a bit later and then these bad habits start to creep in and then those habits manifest and then it'll be very difficult to undo. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And you just don't want to get into that position because it will happen much quicker than you think. You know, you think to yourselves, if I can do this, it's fine. I'll, 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 uh, next week I'll, I'll assess the situation and I'll do it for another week. But it really, it takes much, much more effect, much quicker than that. You know, you're only talking a few days to, what is it? They say 21 days to create a habit. You know, I'm, I'm actually a believer that 10 days is enough to create a bad habit when you're at home, isolated, not doing anything. You know, so really get on top of that. It's a lazy habit. Yeah. Because 
your body yeah. will automatically default to lazy and the easiest thing it can do. So if you're giving yourself the option, you start to take that option of getting up, up an hour later, watching Netflix for four hours, like into midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Like these are all bad yeah. habits that will start to get worse and worse and have a negative effect on your life and your health. Absolutely, mate. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more at all. Um, um, yeah, so the next one I'm talking I think a big one, Charlie, if you don't mind me saying, is perspective. This is a phase, is one thing I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's just trying to, um, trying to have a perspective on everything that you do in your life. Um, trying not to worry about how things might affect you all the time. And just recognizing that this is temporary, you know, as, as hard as it is for a lot of people and as tough as this situation is for many, you know, it is a temporary thing. And this isn't going to go on for years and years and years. Um, and I think the sooner that we can, we can assess that and the sooner we can um, trust that process, the easier, the easier things will be in, in these tough times. So just really trying to gain a perspective on things, you know, um, trying not to let things consume us too much and overwhelm us um, and just staying quite grounded and stable with, with what we're doing. You know, I'm very much about the here and now. So I talk a lot about mindfulness and gratitude with, with quite a lot of people a lot of the time. Um, and and this, is, this is exactly a, a period for us to try and be as mindful and as grateful for the things that we have right now. So the here and now. I, th- I think what's interesting you said about being grateful is as i referred to earlier on is that you only ever really appreciate something when it's taken away from you and now we've lost a lot of our freedom almost so that makes you think like how fortunate are you to be able to go out for dinner to go to the gym to go and see your mum or whatever it is like and then suddenly when you're not allowed to go and do that anymore you can't fly around the world you can't do anything you're like it suddenly gives you more perspective if you said and the reality of how fortunate you are to have the life you lead like you may well have problems but everyone has problems but it probably it makes you grateful for what you have. And now you're just happy that maybe you have a roof over your head or that you're healthy and you haven't got coronavirus and like all these things you start yeah. maybe more aware and conscious of. Yeah, no, absolutely agree, mate. Absolutely. And I think what uh, sort of an important thing to remember is that before all of this coronavirus stuff happened, people were still struggling with their life and people still didn't have a lot of things to be grateful for because they could never see it. So now is a time even more so when things are even tougher and like say those things are taken away from us, go. Um, now is a time to really try and implement that, that gratitude within our day-to-day routine, you know. We are, most of us, lucky enough to have a roof over our head, exactly like you said. We are lucky enough to be having food on a table, maybe a few times a day for some more than that but we're putting food on the table you know we're surviving and I suppose it's those little things that we can be really grateful for um you know we have an outdoor space that we've been given an option to go and go and utilize for once one time a day whether that be on a walk with your family or a run or a jog whatever it might be you know we've got that we've got that capability and we've got that access there for us um so be grateful for that you know other people are in much worse positions if we go to Italy Spain uh america you know these people aren't even allowed out their homes to even to get any of those things so you know we're not quite in the worst position yet so whilst we've got that access to stuff that we can do rather than the stuff that we can't do let's utilize it and let's do it 
one of the big things that I would say, like respectfully, I'm quite actually an anxious person, that person, even though I probably yeah. don't try it because I tend to get overwhelmed because I come up with too many ideas to do too many things. And my to-do list becomes enormous and I feel like it's like a sinking ship. Yeah. And, uh, but one of the best ways <laughs> that I find to deal with something like anxiety and situations like this at the moment is to basically take action because action will be anxiety. So like for me, like as soon as this happened, I'm sitting here with a whiteboard with uh, lockdown projects written on the top of it with 21 tasks. And I'm trying to work through them all to give me something proactive to do so that at the end of this yeah. phase, I'm going to come outside of it as a better person, learning more, a better business, uh, be able to help my clients more. Like it's about trying to utilize this time productively while you can, because respectfully, yeah. how often do you actually get the opportunity where you're forced to stay at home for three to four weeks and focus on yourself, your fitness, your health, your business. And like now more than ever, like this is actually when you should be prioritizing your fitness and health. Because if you didn't have a reason before to have a strong, um, healthy body, like you've got a pretty good reason now. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, mate. I love, I love that list thing, that, that, that list and that board where you kind of brainstorm all your ideas on there. You know, we have been given the essence of time here. For a lot of us, time is, is readily available at the moment. And I, I feel like this is a really productive opportunity to, to get some work done and to sort out life's admin and to, to plan new things that we want to learn and start learning them, you know. The amount of people that, just for example, the amount of people I know that, you know, are doing training programs and have been doing nutritional training programs for the last few months before this started, but really don't know what they're training or why those training principles are right for them and, and why they've been told to do these things. So now is the time to go and grab a book or get on that internet and research the stuff that, that is in your life that you don't know about and you need to know about, you know, create a new interest, create a new hobby something that can give you some some new stimulus and some new challenge here's a question for you aaron what <laughs> new hobbies have you started have you done anything what hobbies have i started have you do, you do yeah anything? yeah i have so, yeah so i am i'm um I, i'm a big big fan of dinosaurs charlie really? <laughs> oh, that's, i was crazy. not expecting that yeah so um yeah when i was a kid i used to love dinosaurs i'm, I'm a massive fan and for many many years i just haven't even focused on dinosaurs i've done no reading you know, so I've, I've picked up dinosaur books and I've picked up like the internet for ex exploring stuff about dinosaurs that I, that I just, I just find fascinating. And, um, it's, it's a crazy subject. I know it's random, but it's something I really enjoy and I haven't touched on for so many years because time and because life gets in the way and, you know, it's not a priority to sit and read about a dinosaur, but now I've got that time I'm doing it. It's uh, one of those things you have to look at this as a glass half full situation. And like, this is a blessing that you now actually have these weeks at home to find out about dinosaurs, spend more time with your wife yeah. and, and look at it as an yeah. opportunity. Um, I actually did a podcast yesterday with Brian Keane, who's obviously like a big into mindset speaking. And he said, yeah. um, he described the Chinese proverb of this, is, this situation is basically uh, danger in Chinese. And a crisis in Chinese basically is a verb for, dangerous slash opportunity which i thought was quite an interesting way to think about it yeah very very good yeah which, yeah, which really is good. for everything from like a, a fitness perspective so like myself i'm trying a lot of new different things uh from a nutrition perspective i'm cooking and trying a lot of different things from a business perspective i'm trying and doing a lot of different things and this is making everyone adapt and humans are the most adaptable creatures on the planet and this is an opportunity 
if you have the mindset to make this an opportunity rather than a crisis. Whereas like I'm sure we'll come on to, if you're going to sit there and watch the news for 10 hours a day, respectively, you are going to like, this will become a crisis for you if you let it become a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right, mate. You're absolutely right. And I think, I think the big, the big, summarization of all of this is and it's I've, I've said it quite a few people in the last week or two is that we need to start as human beings be more solution focused as opposed to problem focused you know um, there are a hell of a lot of positive things that can come out of this for a lot of people but the the longer that we spend worrying about the problems and the things that we can't do and the things that we don't have access to you know, the longer we're going to be in this rut of, of not being very productive and, and pretty much procrastinating about everything that we do from the minute we wake up in the morning to the moment we go to bed at night. Um, but now is a great time to do such great things. And um, and it's having that mindset. You're right. It's having that that vision and that and that confidence in yourself to be able to go and do things differently and, and explore different things. Um, as you well know, for a lot of people, that, 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 is a, that is a world that doesn't exist very often where creativity and, and looking into things opportunity and, and really trying to give things a different uh, perspective is, is hard to find. So um, I think it's about how, we, how do we empower people in the most difficult places to utilise this time like you and I use it. You know, I think that's I think that's one of the things. And that's why to be honest with you at the moment I'm trying to pass so much information about this, particularly from a mental side of things, because the opportunities that people can have from this if they use this time correctly can be life changing, whether that be from yeah. a, a physical perspective, getting in shape because you're now stuck at home, so it should be easier to stick to a diet. You now can train from home, you don't have to go to the gym, so you haven't got that excuse either. Uh, you should be able should yeah. be an opportunity to improve your relationships with your family, should be an opportunity to try and learn new things as we've already discussed. And you just have to look at it as an opportunity rather than a crisis, as we already said. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. And, and the, the ones that do do that and maximise that process completely will come out of this and, and really be in a great place and really be in a good position to, to continue on with their life development and, you know, and, and take on the world. You know, and, that, and that's what ultimately we want everyone to have the, the feeling of being able to do, I suppose. 100%, 100%. Uh, what would your next tip be then, Aaron, in terms of from the mental health perspective? To so being through yeah, so like, your perspective. Yeah, um, staying connected, mate. So um, it's a huge one, isn't it? You know, I am a very sociable person. I think most of us who work within or have an interest in the fitness industry uh, probably deem socialising as one of our main things in life, one of our main attributes. And when that's taken away from you, how, how do we keep those connections and those networks in place? So um, encouraging people to spend more time with loved ones and friends and family over, over digital resources like this, you know, gone are the days now where we can't see each other um, unless we see each other physically. You know, we have access to so many different platforms. I mean, we've got Zoom, we've got Skype, we've got Instagram Live, we've got FaceTime, we've got, we've got everything you can possibly imagine to keep connected with people. So use this time to make those phone calls and stay connected with people as best as you can. You know, um, now is also a good time to really utilize the, your close circle. So I, I, I talk about my circle quite a lot in, in a lot of my mindset stuff that I do. And, and just and knowing who you can trust and where your, where your kind of um, close circle lies 
And I suppose now is a time where you really need to utilize the people in your circle because each and one, uh, each and every one of them can add something different to your, your well-being and your mental framework. You know, not everybody will offer the same thing. But again, if you stay connected with those people, getting through this time will be much easier for you. Um, staying connected in regards to staying connected to the world as well. So not spending too much time on social media, looking and worrying about coronavirus, but also getting out and enjoying the world, staying connected to nature, staying connected to the things that you believe in, your values, staying connected to, um, you know, um, your interests, staying connected to reading and cognitive learning and education and all of those different things and, and trying to stay as grounded as you can with those different elements because ultimately they are all different elements that, that make us who we are and if we just remove them all to focus on one thing that really is offering us nothing but negative stimulus and negative you know uh, response like coronavirus at the moment it's just, it's just not going to be beneficial for anybody. So staying connected, mate, is, is one that I'd really promote to, to, to many. I'd 100% agree with that. I think, um, and that's why, for example, actually with, with my clients, I am wary of a lot of them being isolated on their own. So what we're doing is doing extra video calls. We did a video call, a video call a week. So we did a video call this morning where we literally just talked about like, what positive habits have you learned this week? What new things have you tried? Like people have gone from yeah. uh, like drawing, cooking, like singing all sorts of different things uh, that people are learning and trying new things and looking at the positives and just trying to communicate. It wasn't even a call about fitness, but it was just about supporting people mentally because the mental support on your journey to getting in shape is actually more important than the physical transformation because you have to change your mindset first before you change your physical shape or physical body. Yeah, no, I totally agree there, mate. And, and it's one thing I talk to a lot of PTs about and have done for many years is that, is exactly what you just said there. You know, before we start a program to change physical, we need to make sure that mental is in place first and that mental is is good and it's positive and it's ready to roll and, and all of the different things are in place in order to take on that physical journey. You know, too many times I feel over the years I've seen or heard coaches, trainers, PTs, whatever, you know, getting people on board, getting clients on board and there's no question or there's no exploration of how are they feeling mentally where are they at mentally where's their where's their head at right now before we even take on this 12-week challenge because if mentally you're not ready a 12-week challenge or a or a six-month program is going to be bloody hard work and and so we need to make sure that mentally we're ready so I totally agree with you I love the fact that it wasn't so much about fitness it was just about you know your mental goals and yeah I loved it I love love that and that's so important so so important um so obviously we've got to, to number three, stay connected. What would be up, up number four? Um, number four, I've kind of touched on it a little bit, but it was kind of like um, hygiene. So looking after yourself and, and, and that sort of thing, keeping yourself hygiene. I've got a serious question for you. Yeah, mate. Yeah. What are you going to do in 12? Like this is a debate I actually thought of pretty much straight away. It's a bit sad. <laughs> I think this. What the hell am I going to do when I can't get my hair cut? Because I need... I might have to shave my head in about a month, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's funny you just say that. My wife on Monday said to me, "Mate, you need you need your hair doing. Like, you, you know, I've missed my appointment because of because of going into isolation, and I'm due I'm due a snip. So I went on Amazon and bought a set of clippers. I'm going to trust the wife to do it when they arrive tomorrow. So, um, that's my that's my solution 
to, to get my hair cut. But I'm slightly freaking out because I've only ever had one Turkish lad in my hair for the last six <laughs> years. So I'm not quite sure how it's going to go down. But, you know, means must. I've got, I've got, to, I've got to give it a go. But it's a very good question. It's, uh... <laughs> Yeah, everyone should suspect a dubious haircut from me at some point, probably in the next few weeks, because it's going to end up happening. <laughs> um, either that or end up like growing a ponytail, I think, at this rate. But it was, uh, yeah, it's going to be. I think, you're too, I think you're too a ponytail, mate. Uh, like I've grown my hair long before, you know, but I give up. I, I've never had the mineral. Oh, right. But now, now I've got an incentive. I can't get my hair cut correctly anyway. Yeah, yeah, give it a go, mate. See how, see how you feel with it. Um, so yeah hygiene you know just just hygiene you know that's really important I think um, because like I say you can dip into a, a very lazy place when you're isolated and, and you've got a lot of time on your hands um, and looking after yourself is one of the big pluses to self well-being package and, and if we don't do it then we're gonna we're gonna struggle give you confidence and pride in yourself so like correct even actually to respect like, I noticed that when I first started working for myself from home I actually not struggled with hygiene but like I um I got a bit slack with like working my pajamas and stuff in the morning for a bit, and then I'd go and get dressed. Like yeah. now, I get up, I like brush my teeth, get showered, get dressed, and then start my day in that order rather than like going a bit, bit of work in pajamas and like it just yeah. mentally like switching you on correctly and having the right habits and, and setting yourself up for success for the day. Yeah, exactly, and and it's and it's setting. It's about setting those small goals, which is the next one. You know that that tiny goal setting targets, and you know setting goals like that to get dressed, to to do your hair, to to make yourself look good for the day. You know, all those different things will give us tiny little senses of accomplishment, tiny little senses of fulfillment throughout our day, and it's those things that that, that build into our positivity bank. You know, we all have this. Um, very silent positivity bank in my in my mind, and um, and when you start filling it with all this good stuff, by the end of the day you feel good, and and you continue to feel good into the next day as well. But if you're not doing all those things, as small or as little as they may be, you know you're not going to be filling that positivity bank up, and that and that self confidence and that feeling good about yourself bank. And, and so we need to keep on top of that. It's very easy to empty it, but it's much harder to fill it. So we need to make sure that we're putting every bit of energy into making sure that that bank is nice and full with positive thoughts and confidence and, and good self kind of awareness. Here's one to make you laugh. I know we mentioned earlier about this uh, call that I did earlier with clients. Um, so yeah. one thing I said that to them is that every time I have a negative thought, I have to do three burpees because I hate burpees. So uh, that, that's my incentive to stay positive and not have negative thoughts is that if I have a bad thought, I have to do three burpees. I despise doing burpees. So, uh, that's yeah, that's a good idea. It. Yeah, it's good, mate. And, and, and little things like that can go a long way for people. You know, it might, that might not be what everybody wants to do, but there are certainly things that, that you can put in place like that to try and keep you in a positive place. It's a very, um, it's a very overused comment. I feel in a lot of kind of mental, frameworks you know i'll oh, just be positive but you've got to have stuff to be positive about you know, at the, the, end of the situation it's, it's easy to yeah say, of course uh easy to say about someone else's situation but if you don't understand where they're at in their life or their headspace and it's irrelevant yeah absolutely absolutely and you know being positive for a lot of people is that one of the hardest things that you can ask them to do you know if you if you're telling someone who is really 
really vulnerable in a really dark place, really struggling with their well-being, really struggling with their mental clarity to tell that person, oh, be positive. Come on, find some positivity. There ain't nothing. There ain't nothing. Life is at its lowest point. And, you know, I'm, I, I can't even get out of bed in the morning. So how am I going to sit here and tell you that anything is positive or find any positivity with anything? Um, and and, that, and that's, the hard, that's the hard part. So if you can implement just tiny things into someone's day-to-day routine where there is that little glimmer of hope and that little glimmer of positivity that they can hang on to day by day hopefully that starts to build day by day hopefully that starts to grow maybe one or two more things come into place that gives them another bit of positivity and eventually you start building up this positivity bank and like I say your jar starts to fit up then so you've got things in your stores to keep going 100 if you've got any any more pearls of wisdom for anyone in this direct situation at the moment who maybe can't see the light at the end of the tunnel is a very direct question. Yeah, um, I did. I had, I had one that I did with, um, if you just bear with me two seconds. So I did a, um, yeah, so we'll go back to the mindfulness and the, the gratitude one, mate. And, and I think um, I'd like to kind of promote to people trying to do some mindful activities so not just being mindful, but, but um, kind of engaging with mindful activities. So things like music, things like dance, things like meditation, breathing sessions, all of those different things. They don't need to take too long, but they certainly go a long way into bringing you back into the present and allowing you just to clear your mind for 10, 15 minutes. Um, so for me, for example... Um, I, I make sure that in the mornings when I wake up, if I'm not feeling particularly great and I know that my anxiety is quite heavy, um, I'll write down three things in the morning that I feel like I'm grateful for in a journal and I'll keep reverting back to them during the day. Um, and I might have a few, a few moments in the day where I sit and do some breathing activities or I might listen to some Enya or some Hans Zimmer and just kind of like zone out completely from, from life's whatever's going on. Um, and just breathe in deeply breathe out deeply you know and really really kind of come back into the here and now Um, and I think that's really important you know I think a lot of people are quite embarrassed to talk about meditation and um, particularly big burly blokes as we'll find in the fitness industry particularly no bloke wants to talk about yoga you know Um, the most difficult thing like Ben Pekorski is a big believer in meditation and I'm a hundred percent a believer in it as well. And particularly like if you've got health issues like blood pressure and like I, if you can't do something, it means you you need to do it even more and respectfully talking open. Like I've tried to use the headspace app and I managed to last about two days doing it. And I, I cannot yeah. find it so difficult to get, make myself sit down because I'm almost like, I need to do X, Y, Z. I'm a bit of a whirly dermish, but because I'm like that as a person, it means I'll benefit even more from that. So like putting it out that this is something yeah. I'm going to consciously try and make myself do more. Uh, I might punish myself with burpees maybe That's if good. I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're giving it a go. And I think that is I think that is the thing, isn't it? Coming out of your your comfort zone and, and knowing that you are a bit of a busy bee, you know, I, I would I would relate quite, quite, quite easily with that. You know, I like to I like to do things rather than do nothing and kind of breathe. For me, that's a very wasted thing. But I've learned to really um, believe that those little sessions can do a lot of good. And I think when you're when you're quite hectic and you're quite blasé, sometimes like I am, 
you know, just, just coming into a moment where you can breathe and just focus on your breathing and nothing else can be really positive. And I don't care who you are. I think there's a value and a benefit to that for, for all of us in whatever capacity you can, you can make that. So hundred percent, hundred percent. I think there's a huge amount of value for that in terms of everyone to take back. And I think it's like, it's one of those things, if you can't do something, it means you must do it and you need to find a way to do it because, um, it's a saying in terms of training is you want to get strong where you're weak. And it's the same that with, from a mindset point of view, if you can't, if you can't focus, then you need to find a way to focus. If you can't sit still and to clear your mind, you need to find a way to do that. And meditation is a very good way to do that. I think. It is. It is. And, And it doesn't matter how it looks so much, you know, we're not all experts, but there are some nice, some nice videos online and there are some nice instruction guides that can give you some sort of, you know, idea about how to do these things and and you might find that they really benefit you and if you haven't tried them and yet you're still struggling and and looking for something to try then maybe that is maybe that is the option for you to to give a go you know regardless 100 percent um so we'll wrap things up there then in terms of any more ongoing support uh, is there any way anyone can reach out to you personally if they need any advice or any help yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I'm quite happy to take DMs, no problem at all. Um, if people need to have a chat about anything, that's absolutely fine. Um, if, if people are in a kind of professional and clinical remit and they need professional and clinical help, then always, as I would say, your GP or a medical professional is certainly the person to go to rather than me. But if it's just hints and tips and guidance on things that you can do at home to improve your well-being, things that you can do with the family to improve your well-being and kind of control your anxiety a little bit, then yeah, absolutely fire over the messages. Um, and I'm more than happy to help where well, I where's can. Where's the best place them to send them? Best place to send them? Um, probably on my personal profile. So okay. if, I, if I leave the tag with you, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll you pop that below. So I hope yeah, everyone found the, um, found the podcast insightful, helpful, and give you some mental clarity in terms of trying to get through this, which is a phase. Uh, if you guys enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five star review, and I'll also be picking one person at random who shares this podcast and the story and tags me uh, to win a free place on the Shred Nate and Sculpt Nate program. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much for today. I really, really appreciate it and appreciate your words. You're very welcome, Charlie. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me, mate. I appreciate it. Take care, brother.